Welcome to the Unified Podcast, where we talk about God, Christian culture, and life in an attempt to bring unity and maturity to the body of Christ, demystify the supernatural, and find God in the ordinary. And um, we are your hosts. I'm Justin Heckel, and this is Caleb Carpenter. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing awesome. How are you? I'm doing awesome. And so we have been, um, we're just wrapping up a series where we're really talking about the fact that uh, maturity is only possible when you have unity because um, you don't really grow by yourself. And so the thing that actually unifies us is really Christ crucified and the power of his resurrection. But even through that, even though these are very fundamental beliefs, there are variations on them. There could be some controversy um, just because of the variations of how they're um, taught. And there can even be some immaturity due to a lack of clear teaching on some of these. So we last week did the first part of righteousness, which is really one of my favorites. And I know it's one of yours too, Caleb, because we believe that that's really a foundational belief, but it's also something we end up in. It's kind of like, it's the thing that allows us to move rightly. And through moving rightly, we find ourselves in more righteousness. And so we are just going to be kind of adding on to what we talked about last week. We wrapped up kind of with Romans 10, 10, um, where it talks about where, how a person believes in his heart, which results in righteousness and confesses with his mouth resulting in salvation. So we're going to recap that by going into second Corinthians five twenty one, which says, uh, for God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ, or we could be the righteousness of God Hmm. through Christ. Again, that's just kind of going into that foundation of we have to live in a place of righteousness because we can only produce what we believe. So go ahead and start kicking us off on some thoughts there, Caleb. Yeah. So, you know, this is, this is probably one of my favorite parts of righteousness when I talk about righteousness to people, because the first thing I've noticed when you start talking about righteousness, people kind of glaze over or sit there and kind of think like, what are you talking about? What do you mean by (laughs) righteousness? Like, I'm not, I haven't died and gone to heaven yet. I'm not righteous. So this is like the verse, 2 Corinthians 5.21, because it's talking about being his righteousness. I was actually just looking at the definition, like the uh, concordance definition of what righteousness is. It's essentially the same as his faithfulness, truthfulness, that which is consistent with his own nature and promises. So basically what that's saying is that everything that he is, his personality, his character, his being is produced in us because we are his righteousness. So everything he is, and I'm trying to remember where the verse is, but everything he is, we are in this world. And so yeah, that's what we have to believe when it comes to righteousness. So I believe we have been made right. Right. I believe that's one right. of John's John's letters where, yeah. where he says, we are, as he is in the heavens, we are in this world. Yeah, but isn't that, you know, righteousness is really just the character of God in us. Come on. You know, that's what makes us right with him. And so that's an I- identity thing. So if we are his righteousness then that is who we are. And we kind of talked a bit about that last week. So if this is who we are and not something we're going to be, 
because it's something we are and are constantly becoming. So now how do we produce that in our life and how do we see that come out of our life? And that's kind of what we want to talk about yeah. tonight. Um, because, yeah, I mean, a lot of people, I know for me even, it took me a while to realize that that was who I was. You know, every time I slipped up or every time there was something going on, I didn't believe that I was righteous. And we just have to know and believe that we are righteous. Absolutely. Well, yeah, you know, it's one of those things, too, where I feel like a lot of people when they hear about how we're supposed to be righteous or something, but when they see someone who mm. who is living a righteous lifestyle, we have the tendency a lot of times to say, well, they're so self-righteous Yeah. Um, because we look at them and, and, and we see them living out this good lifestyle and we think that they're trying to do it on their own effort or something like that. And it's like, no, yeah. that's, you have to believe that this is man. The, the truth is, is that this is how God made us to be. And uh, we are now living in that truth in, in Galatians. Um, we see the fruit of the spirit, which is love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, mm-hmm. gentleness, and self-control. And so if we're hanging out with the Holy Spirit, then we are going to see that fruit in our life. And I remember seeing young ministers that are friends of mine that I'll admit, like I had feelings about, like I thought I was like, oh, they're, they're so self-righteous or they're trying, they're so cocky. And it's like, no, they're just ministering from a complete place Mm -hmm. of peace and assurance that they are the righteousness of God and sons of God. They aren't trying to be anything. They don't feel like they need to impress anybody. But for me, who grew up in the the thought process of I need to prove myself to people. But for me, who grew up feeling like I needed to prove myself to people, watching them operate in a place of peace and relaxation and rest really bothered me and made me feel like they were cocky. So I had to learn like, no, Justin, you actually should be like that as well. Um, It's not that they're being any sort of way. It's that you are not being that way. And you actually are more frustrated because you're not seeing that because you're not truly believing that you are the righteousness of God. (laughs) That's so good. What are some places we, we talked about seeing that fruit and we talked a little bit about the fruit of the spirit, or, or we talked about how it produces fruit in us. And we talked about the fruit of the spirit that gets manifested in us. So, but how do we see that manifest physically and practically? Because we're told that we have access to every spiritual gift, Mm -hmm. but we are actually supposed to make these things present in the earth. So we're supposed to bring those things into fruition and manifest them so that people see them and know that God is real. Yeah, so, you know, righteousness is who we are, and righteousness is what we want to live out of, and it's our confidence, and our, you know, which is Jesus Christ. I really like how James 3.18 talks about it. It says, and those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. Hmm. So, so what is a peacemaker? You know, if we're if if the Bible says we're supposed to be peacemakers and we're going to plant seeds of peace and we'll reap a harvest of righteousness, well what's a peacemaker? Earlier in this chapter in 13, it actually talks about if you're wise and understand God's ways, prove it by living an honorable life, doing good works with the humility that comes from wisdom. And so this kind of goes along with what you were saying about those pastor friends when you were younger 
and you know it seemed like they were living cocky or being self-righteous and and overconfident and i and i see this too and i've actually even been talked to about it even myself um <laughs> there's a big difference and even in the business world people who understand who they are live more successful than other people true and you know if you ever want to be more successful discover who you are and you have to discover who you are individually as well as understand your what jesus says about you true um because he did create you so how how do we live this honorable life uh what good works do we do and stuff like that that makes us peacemakers and you had a really good verse that really brings us out so why don't you read it for us yeah isaiah um and i just happened to be really going through this verse today and so then as we started talking about uh the podcast Mm -hmm. and i was just like man Isaiah is really good for this. So let's go to Isaiah um, 58, and I believe it's 6 through 12, um, or 6 through 11, I think. So uh, I know it starts at 6, but I'm not sure how far it goes yet. So it says, no, this is the kind of fasting I want. Free those who are wrongly imprisoned. Lighten the burden of those who work for you. Let the oppressed go free and remove the chains that bind people. Share your food with the hungry and give shelter to the homeless. Give clothes to those who need them and do not hide from relatives who need your help. Then your salvation will come like the dawn and your wounds will heal, will quickly heal. Your godliness will lead you forward and the glory of the Lord will protect you from behind. Then when you call, the Lord will answer. Yes, I am here. He will quickly reply. And it goes on to say, like, remove the heavy yoke of oppression, stop Mm -hmm. pointing the finger and spreading vicious rumors. It goes on to a bunch of stuff like that. But it basically is saying, take care of one another, you know, take care of one another and make sure no one's getting oppressed. And and when someone has a need, don't hide from them and shrink back. And when you go into um, different translations, like one instead of saying, um, don't hide from relatives and stuff. It says, be there for your own family. But but what I like in, in different translations, other than instead of your godliness will lead you forward, it mm-hmm. says your righteousness will lead you forward. So when you do all these things, then your salvation will come like the dawn. Your wounds will quickly heal. Your righteousness will lead you forward. And the glory of the Lord will protect you from behind. And so that, like how we were saying what what does it look like to live in righteousness well to live in righteousness like you said is to carry the character of god yes and which is to take care of all those things like how when jesus sat down in in the uh the temple and read the scripture and and he said this is what i'm here to do today right or or like i'm i'm you're seeing this fulfilled today when you see me um, and he read the scripture basically saying, I'm here to proclaim the spirit of the Lord is upon me to declare good news. And it's like, that's what we are supposed to do. We're supposed to carry that character of I'm bringing good news that your life doesn't have to stay this way because I'm here. And because mm-hmm. I know God who does, didn't leave me where I was. And so, so that's, that's what righteousness produces. And it even goes back to how we were saying the fruit of the spirit from Galatians where it's easy for me to sit in a prayer closet and have peace. 
but it's a lot harder for me to go to a relative who has need when I have needs of my own and say, Hey, I know that you need money. I need rent for tomorrow or whatever, but I know that you need money. So here's some money. And, and I give them money for what they're needing or whatever. And I'm going, okay, but I trust God to keep me in perfect peace that all my needs will be met. You know what I mean? And yeah, and that and this doesn't mean you can give money and expect them to give it back. Totally. And be like, uh, like, be like, hey, now you're indebted to me. Right. Yeah, that's not what it's talking about. Right. No, but but what I'm getting at is just the fact of you are able to endure things for others. Mm-hmm. You're able to have long suffering for others, and even though you might be going through something at the same time, you go look. I am going to walk in perfect peace, the peace that passes understanding, because this person needs my help right now. Just like Jesus saw it as the joy that was set before him to suffer the cross. Um, so like you said, wow. it's and this, carrying and the this character. Is, this is so good. I've just been, I've been rereading this because the Lord was really like showing me a lot of stuff with this. I mean, even the way that Isaiah like says, like, no, this is the kind of fasting I want. Like you have to remember that when it came to fasting, then it was so religious and and we can so religiously fast now too. Like it always has to look the same. Right. And, but is like the Lord is literally telling the people of Israel, like, I don't want you to put ashes on yourself and do this and that. He's literally telling them that I want you to live this way. Absolutely. Um, and, And, you know, this is what it is to be a peacemaker. And, and I've been thinking about this and sitting on this for weeks just because of what's been going on in our world and in our nation and stuff. But it's like, we need to be peacemakers. There's too many people out there pushing their opinions. There's too many people out there uh, dividing. And, you know, let's not let ourselves be a part of the division. Right. Because we want unity. You know, as a body of Christ, we need to be united. And we need to show the world that we're united. And, you know, the Bible also says that they'll know us for our love. And so as a peacemaker, you know, I just, I love how this Isaiah brings that out that, you know, of course we're going to inspire love. And of course we're going to make peace because we're the first ones there to help. Right. You know, we're the first, we're not the first ones there stepping in, showing our flags of this is what we believe. We're like, no, we're living it. You know, we are being Christ to the world. And actually you didn't actually read the 12 and I kind of read past it because you kind of ended in nine. Uh, which is a good place, but it goes on to say, you know, feed the hungry and help those in trouble. And that talks about letting our light shine out from the darkness. Right. And, and, and another thing to kind of like show that righteousness can be our confidence is, you know, he's always saying yours as in ours, like our godliness or our righteousness will lead us forward. And then the glory of the Lord will protect you from behind. Yeah. So who he is in us is going to push us forward while he protects us behind. Come on. And then, and then it's it's like, okay, well, with that being said, uh, when when I call, the Lord's going to answer. He replies quickly. And then he says, remove the heavy yokes of oppression. Stop pointing your finger and spreading vicious rumors, which is very important for us as a church in these days to not do. We need to feed the hungry. We need to help those in trouble. We need to let our light shine from the darkness. Uh, and the darkness around us will be as bright as noon. And the Lord will guide us continually. He will give us water when we're dry and restoring your strength. And we will be like a well-watered garden, like an ever-flowing spring. 
And then it goes on talking about some of us will do this, some of us will do that. And so this, this is how we're going to produce righteousness, by allowing the Lord to lead us and then not get caught up in everything that's going on around us. Right. Because our source isn't what's around us, but what's within us. So, yeah. Well, like, absolutely, because, you know, something, it's, it's funny, a friend of mine in his uh, message on Sunday, he leads a, a church in a small town around here and, and he, uh, his message on Sunday, he was talking about Philippians and he was, Paul talks about the two women having issues with each other. And he says, please fix your issues with each other. And one of the things he says is agree in the Lord. What my friend brought out was he's not saying you guys need to agree on everything. He's saying, agree in the Lord, like hold your stance that Mm -hmm. Jesus is the thing that matters. And as long as that's what matters, we don't need to agree on everything else. And so we need to have peace with each other as long as we can agree in the Lord. That's so good uh, about how you brought out the rest of this scripture, because it it is such a packed scripture in Isaiah. It is. I love it. Any last thoughts you got for us, Caleb? No, I think we pretty much covered what we wanted to. Yeah, man. Um, I think uh, that pretty much wraps it up. And and a lot of that, quite frankly, was just scripture. But I do, I think I want to just touch on what we ended with last week mm-hmm. in the same way. That as we receive the righteousness of, of God, as we re- receive that we are the righteousness of God, it should produce a physical evidence, just like how Jesus drew out of Peter his confession of, yes, I love you. And that gave Peter a physical um, or or a natural thing that when the Mm. enemy attacked him of you denied Jesus, he could go, no, but I was restored. And I told Jesus that I loved him. He drew that out of me. And he also gave me the natural proof as well to go feed his sheep. So I know that he told me to go do that. And so God is continually trying to draw out of us physical evidence that we can use against the enemy when the enemy tries to cause us to doubt. We can say, no, I know I'm the righteousness of God because I've produced fruit that shows I carry his character. And so um, I just want to reiterate that to people, but it's like, as we believe that we are the righteousness of God, He produces something in us that shows we are his righteousness, which then again brings us back to a place of of realizing that depth of of how right how he's made us his righteousness. We start realizing how unified we are with him, how united we are with him. Well, why don't you pray pray that over us tonight? Awesome. Father God, we just praise you for the way that you sent your son, Jesus. Thank you for going to the cross. Thank you for not just staying in the grave, but rising again. Thank you for not just dying for our sin, but dying as our sin, not just dying for us, but dying as us. And that through you, we get to be the righteousness of God. And God, just thank you that you've drawn us near and you've given us uh, evidence that we carry your character, 
that you continually draw out of us evidence that shows that we carry your character, that we have your DNA, that we are your children, we are your sons and daughters. And we just praise you for that. And we give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, just thanks again for being on the journey with us. If you have any, um, we have topics that we are obviously going to go into. Um, but if you have any uh, topics that you go, this is something that has confused me for a while, or I've seen it talked about this way in the church and this other way in the church, and I don't know how they reconcile or just anything that you've wanted more depth on, feel free to go to our Facebook page. It's the Unified Podcast. And just go on there and, and leave us a, a message or, or write a comment. Um, just letting us know what you'd like to hear about. Because we would love to carry this conversation on um, with those of you who listen. So just thank you for joining us in this journey. And until we talk next time, Let's get unified. Mm-hmm.